Welcome back to Empire of Assets, the podcast which helps leaders to connect with their purpose, build their empire and achieve fulfillment in life. I am here today. I'm very, very honoured to be joined by the beautiful Sarah Seed. Um, Sarah is a self-esteem coach for empaths and highly sensitive women. She is on a mission to empower sensitive souls who feel lost, stuck and disconnected to ditch the ditch the me guilt, reclaim themselves and ignite their own life with passion and purpose. So Sarah, welcome to you today. Thank you very much. It's lovely to be with you, Stephanie. Um, Sarah and I met initially um, as part of um, a women's kind of like networking um, group. And it's just been a pleasure just actually following Sarah and her content and seeing everything that she is doing online to support women. Like you have so many testimonials from your clients that literally they just speak volumes. So if you're interested, you can go and check Sarah out. Um, on her Instagram and we'll give lots of information on how to connect with Sarah later. Um, but I just want to begin by asking Sarah, tell us a little bit about your your business and your mission, who you serve. Okay, well I think you summed it up perfectly Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I do feel like I'm on a, um, I am on a mission. Um, I feel it's my purpose, it's my calling that there are so many empathic sensitive women that have lost themselves in people pleasing lost themselves in who they are and um, feel guilty about who they are they'd never feel enough um, and I'm determined to really help these women you know empower them to believe in themselves have the courage to be who they are to embrace their sensitivity to honor that sensitivity um, and yeah I coined that term me guilt you know around that kind of guilt feeling we have of not being enough and comparing ourselves to other people and um, hiding our true self and um, so I'm on a mission to help them ditch that guilt ditch that me guilt and um, find out who they are and you know when you know who you are then I believe then and only then can you really truly ignite your life with passion and purpose so that's my mission um, yeah so glad to be here <laughs> Sarah that's that's so true it is about knowing yourself and being confident in yourself and that is where all confidence and all purpose and everything comes from you're so correct in that um, and there's just sadly so many of us I think most of us at some point do suffer with self-esteem um, issues or challenges I don't think it's a case of you do or you don't. Um, I think it's more a case of there's a sliding scale that we all feel it from time to time. And Sarah and I just spoke about this actually before the, the, the interview where we spoke about the fact that yes, it's so great that we have all these lovely filters on it, Instagram where we don't have to bother putting makeup on and we can just pop, uh, pop a filter on. But then that does impact on your self-confidence because you're thinking, oh, my skin isn't as perfect as it looked there. And you know, you do tend to be overly critical so tell us um, a little bit more about empaths and HSPs because some people out there may never have heard of these terms or phrases before and actually they may fall into that category or they may know someone who is an empath or a highly sensitive person and hopefully we can help them to relate to these people as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I never knew I was an empath until around six years, five, six years ago. And actually, I've only in the last couple of years realized I'm a highly sensitive. So I think it's so important because self-awareness is the most powerful catalyst for change. So the more awareness we've got on who we are, why we do what we do, why we feel how we feel is, is so important because that changes everything. So empaths and highly sensitives, there is a difference. There are defining factors of being a highly sensitive. Um, I do have on my Instagram link, I have um, a link to a free PDF, which actually helps people. It's a quick checklist, which will you can determine for yourself whether you're an empath or whether you're a highly sensitive via this um, checklist. Um, but I'll give you a few examples. Obviously, empaths. Empaths, it's more around um, struggling to say no to other people, feeling guilty when we say no, a little bit of people pleasing. Um, we feel drained easily when we're around certain people. We often struggle to put our own needs first. Um, maybe you've been told that you're too sensitive. Uh, you. This is a disempowered so I'm talking about a disempowered, not an empowered, because there's a big difference between a disempowered empath and highly sensitive and an empowered empath or highly sensitive. They can't cope with conflict. They don't like negativity. They struggle maybe to watch news and violence. All of those things can have a real um, impact on them. They, they abhor violence of any kind. They often love animals. So there's kind of few signals for the empaths. For the highly sensitives, it is a bit deeper. Um, and for me, this just radically changed everything, understanding I was a highly sensitive. I, I liked your point where you talked about criticism because a highly sensitive, criticism is like a dagger in the heart. They criticize themselves, they're more likely to criticize themselves and criticism from others if they've not learned how to take criticism from an empowering place, it can it can cripple you as a highly sensitive. Um, you might struggle with change and transition. So I, I really need to create transitional times between my days, uh, in, in my days, because I, I can struggle with that transition. And um, we're truth seekers. HSPs are are big truth seekers we we often feel restless because we are the, we're the questioners we seek purpose we seek meaning we have vivid imaginations we dream big we're very intu intuitive um, we're deeply moved by the arts and beauty and creativity. We can get overwhelmed very easily. So it, 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 there are different defining factors from an empath and a highly sensitive. You can be both and both. Um, but I work with empaths and highly sensitives. Does, I hope that helps. Do you think that kind of clarifies a little more? It's actually kind of terrifying in a way because you're describing me. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I... Knew that I was quite a sensitive person and I knew that I was an empath, but I didn't realize to the degree. And the thing about me, Sarah, is that I wouldn't, no one would ever know that about me. They would never think that on first glance because I just try and deal with it all myself and quite a perfectionist. And like, you know, sometimes, like, you know, you can even 
build you know and you can change these things and you can build up the courage and you can try and you know have more self-care and do these things but even when you do you still feel really deeply badly about taking that time out or actually like you know when it when you take the actions needed to kind of resolve those negative points it's almost like you suffer afterwards for ages and ages because you can't stop thinking about how you might have negatively impacted someone wow <laughs> that was powerful but yeah i'm quite terrified in a way because i'm like okay so this is I, I explains this a lot <laughs> powerful because what 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 i do is i get to the root of it i get to the root of that and help people really ditch that overwhelming feeling of guilt because i live with that for years and you know, I can truly honestly say that that guilt is not there. It's like, I am who I am and I do have that boundary and I will put that boundary into place and I will say no when I need to. That's took time to develop that, um, that place of feeling like, well, this is me. And, you know, and, and I think it's getting to the root of it. And that's what a lot of my clients say. It's getting it, like, Sarah, you get to the root of it. <laughs> it's like a weed, isn't it? If we just pull up the weed, the weed will grow back, but if you get to the root of the weed, you've, you've destroyed it. Um, so it is powerful work to get, come to come and transition from a, a disempowered way in any way into that empowering place. More important for sensitives, I think, than anyone else because of how, we, how overwhelming the world can be for us sometimes. Oh, definitely, Sarah. And honestly, I'm I'm really looking forward to the conversation as it goes on, because I think that hopefully you'll be able to assist me in becoming more empowered in this in this way as well. So um, I just wanted to ask, so how did you get into coaching originally and why self-esteem coaching specifically? And also, also, I'm wondering, um, Sorry, Sarah, I think there's a bit of a lag here with the internet, but um, I was also interested. Okay, um, yeah, I think the reason I'm doing this work is because of my own journey, definitely. You know, I'm, I'm here because I've had to, and it, it probably will get me quite emotional, but I've had to walk the walk. Um, you know, I, I come from a very, very disempowered place. I gave, gave my life away to um, a cult as a child. Um, I walked down the aisle at 19, marrying somebody to please other people because of the expectations on me. And I had no idea who Sarah was, no idea. I was told who Sarah was. I was told the kind of child I had to be, the teenager I had to be, the young 20 year old I had to be. So I, any dreams I had were buried, they were squashed right down. And my life um, was basically sacrificed for other people. So that was the start of it, um, where I never realized I was sensitive as a child. But now looking back, there's lots of things that did happen as a child that do things for other people constantly. I, I just felt other people people's feelings and pain um, so it was always there but I never knew what it was and then it, fast forward because obviously I don't want to bore you with all the details but fast forward to eight years ago when I finally had the courage to leave um, the children's dad um, again that was quite a, a negative toxic situation um, and I'd, I'd kept repeating that pattern and when when I left him I hit rock bottom like really hit rock bottom to the point where you know I didn't want to be here and it took coaching to change my life. 
So it was um, three, two or three coaching sessions. They were just an hour long, um, but that opened my eyes to a different world. Um, it opened my bowl and then that seed was planted in me that someday, someday I wanted to do the same, but I was not in the place to do that. It was in a very bad way. I needed to do a lot of work on myself um, before I could motivate, inspire, or, you know, help other women too. So that was kind of the start of it. And um, I like what you said about self-discovery, because this to me is how I feel it differentiates between traditional life coaching because traditional life coaching, and I have been trained as a life coach. So I have got a coaching academy qualification as a life coach and I've done NLP, I've done those things. But when I did the self-discovery work, that's when everything changed because self-discovery, life coaching is like, right, well, here's your goal. How do we make it happen? Um, you know, let's, let's move forward. But what if you're not even working on the goal that's right for you? What if that goal doesn't make your heart sing? What if it's not truly authentic to who you're here to be? So it was self-discovery work that enabled me to develop um, who I was and have the courage to be who I was. Um, the question you ask around self-esteem, it, it, it was a few years into coaching women that I got this thing around self-esteem. Um, so I was a traditional life coach. I was coaching women doing the traditional way. And then every, every woman that I coached had the same issues, the same thing. And it all came down to low self-worth, not believing in herself, self-esteem. And that's when I started to think, no, 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 we're not even targeting the right thing. We're not targeting the root cause here. And um, now what I share with women in my, my main program, The Courage to Be You, is there are seven ways that we are sabotaging ourselves. There are seven, almost like seven root causes to self-esteem. And if we don't look at those seven, it's never going to be resolved. So we have to look at all of it and think, right, okay. And self-criticism is just one of them. So when we criticize ourselves, that's just one of the seven things that we do. So I think that's that's why I believe it's different. That's what got me into it. Um, seeing the cycles of my own self, like I've done all of these cycles, all these seven things. Um, I saw the cycles and the patterns playing out in my life. And then I also kept seeing them in the women I was coaching. And then it was like this light bulb moment of, oh my God, like, this is what we've got to look at instead. And that's when I created my Courage to Be You program. Wow, Sarah, that's so powerful. And honestly, I think that I need to have a look into your program and look at these seven different areas because, wow, I mean, even if you're not an empath or a highly sensitive person, then you're still going to do well. You're still going to optimize who you are by actually looking at all of these areas. So I can't wait to find out more about that. And um, so you've also explained why, you know, self-esteem is so vital to the women that you work with. But I'm wondering, what are the first things that you would go and look at when you're beginning the process of transforming your clients' lives? Yeah. So there, there are things that always come up. Um, again, I do have a checklist uh, as a freebie on my Insta link, which is a sensitive soul solution, it's called. And it's, it's a, a list to see, are these the things that are happening in my life? 
um, which contribute to what I call me guilt. So have I got me guilt? You know, and I had me guilt for years and years and years and years. Have I actually got this me guilt that, that Sarah's talking about? And the, the things that commonly come up are things like, I can't say no to other people. I people please. I'm not my true self. That's a big one. I feel like I'm wearing a mask with certain people. Um, I don't feel like I can be true to myself. I um, feel guilty over mistakes and um, perceived failures. I don't feel good enough. I don't feel good enough as a mum. I don't feel good enough in my work. Um, th there are patterns and these are the patterns that come up. So that's what I'm looking at. Start working women is, as you said, it's kind of a sliding scale. So where are they on that scale? On a scale of one to 10, where would they put their self-esteem currently? Because self-esteem is very different to confidence. I have always been a really confident woman, but my low self, my self-esteem was rock bottom. My self-esteem is about self-worth. It's about an inherent belief that I am worthy of this. I'm worthy of a great life. I'm a great person. I'm worthy of a great relationship. I'm worthy of knowing that I'm a great mom. It's very different. Whereas confidence, a lot of people have confidence, but they don't have that self-esteem. I let people walk all over me. I let relationships treat me in, in bad ways. I, I would not be able to say no to people. I, I constantly sacrifice myself for my kids and for everybody around me. And that is all around the self-esteem. So it's very different. And that's what I'm looking at when I first start working. Amazing to hear that, you know, it's like you hear all the time, fake it till you make it. And yeah, you're, you're right. You can fake confidence in a way. You can act in a certain way, but that's not really getting to the root of anything. So really, you're still going to have the same issues in life, but you're just dealing with them on your own. So Sarah, now I'm just, I'd love to hear a bit more about your signature program, which is your foundational course. It's called The Courage To Be You, and it's a seven month self-discovery program to radical self-esteem and self-deep love. Please share a little bit more with our audience. Okay, so exactly what you're saying around getting to the root of it. Um, this is what I believe I've created is something that not just skirts around the issue and fake it till you make it. I, I really want to make a stand for this. I think what happens is we brush it under the carpet and who we are will get in the way. So a lot of women that I work with have gone down different routes. Maybe that's business coaching or counseling or therapy, whatever it is. They go down a route that's not actually getting to the root of the issue. And if we do that, as you say, it's going to keep coming up. It's going to keep coming up because who you are, you could have the best plan in the world, but who you are will get in the way. So to me, we've got to start. This is why it's my foundational program. And I don't work with a woman on their purpose, their calling until they have done this program, because this program addresses, let's look at you. It's a bit like the flower, you know, you, the center of the flower is called the stigma. And that center of the flower is the most important part. That is the part that the, the you know, the pollen gets fertilized. It, it, that's what makes the flower flourish. So if we don't look at the center part, we don't look at ourselves because we are the center of everything. 
if we don't look at that, then nothing in our life can truly flourish. Our relationships, uh, connection with our children, our work, um, our money mindset, nothing can truly flourish without doing that. So the Courage to Be You is a seven month program. And the reason it's seven months is, yes, you get immediate results. So many women say to me within the first video, they're like, oh, my God, like they're getting light bulb moments. But it takes seven months. That's the other thing I'm taking a stand for. I do not believe and people might shoot me down for this, but I do not believe in four week programs that are going to get you to somewhere. So often it's took 30, 40 years for us to develop that low sense of self-worth, self-esteem. Mine was 35 years of my life that I had to peel back and I had to get to the root causes. So that's why it's seven months is it's a step by step. It's little by little, we look at those seven things. So self-criticism is just one of them. So that's one section. One of them for me, my biggest one was self-pity. I would spiral into self-pity because I've been shunned by my parents. You know, I didn't have any financial um, help or support of anybody. Um, I would spiral into that and I, I needed to look at, well, how do I get out of that? So there are seven things and that's what this program does. It's having the courage to look at those seven root causes of self-esteem. And by the end of it, the women that have completed it, you know, there's a lot of women, a lot of people that they start a course and they don't complete it. If we don't complete it, then it ain't going to give us the results. But if you're willing to complete it and you stay focused through those seven months, that's why those testimonials are there because they, those women have experienced that level of of self-esteem and self-love that's enabled them um, to give you some examples. One, one incredible woman that I worked with um, was hugely, hugely overweight. Um, she has dramatically lost weight. She's come off depression tablets. Um, she is now written a children's book. You know, she, she's just a different person. When I met her, she wouldn't even look me in the eyes because she felt so bad about herself. Um, I've worked with women that, you know, have had health issues and their health has transformed through that self-love process. Uh, it, it's helped people manifest a relationship, a loving relationship. It's helped women start a business. So that's why I believe it's so powerful because it is like that root. It's like, well, let's get the root right. Let's plant the seeds right. Get the seed, you know, in the right environment. Then let's watch you flourish. Um, which is just such a joy, Stephanie. Honestly, it's the, the greatest joy and it gets me so emotional because I am highly sensitive. So every woman that I have the honor to take through that program, I, I get very emotional um, to see their journey because it, it is so powerful. So it, it's, it's not just an online program where you disappear and I'm not there by your side. There's a Facebook group to support you. There's monthly coaching calls. There's special days that we have together. You know, this is where you're going to be connected with other women who get it <laughs> and who get what it's like being a sensitive soul as well. I think that everyone who has an inclination that they have any sort of, um, you know, empathic uh, signs, tendencies, whatever, or HSP, they need to get on and check out your checklist first of all and they need to follow you on instagram because the messages that you share there are so so powerful and honestly it's it it's just listening to you and the work that you do 
I'm hoping that other people will realize that you are someone now who has discovered who they are. They know what their mission is and literally can see how a fulfilled life should be. I mean, your your backstory couldn't be more contrasted from who you are now. And you said yourself, it was literally the hardest time of your life. You've come through that. It is possible, but it includes taking a step. I mean, think about where you'd still be if you hadn't taken that one tiny step. You didn't get there overnight. You took the time. You said, you know, it took you many, many, many years. It doesn't take four weeks. It's a quick fix. It's it's a long time. And even in, in the space of seven months, which is relatively tiny, minuscule in, compar in comparison, if you're going to get those results and if you're going to find yourself and know who you are in life, you're not going to have anything holding you back and stopping you. I love what you're saying because that's, to me, my mantra always has been little by little. Little by little, Sarah. Little by little will become a lot. Little by little will become a lot. Little by little will become a lot. And what I hope I've done is created a seven-month program that will save women and it does get me emotional, but I am saving yeah. you years because it took me years to figure this out. It took me years to spend all the money and do the research and find out what it is. You know, that's took years and a lot of money. And, and that's why I've wanted to create something that saves women that time, that energy, that money, that they get something that at the end of seven months, they're like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, my life, how I feel is, is so different. And, um, for anyone who's interested, when does your next program start, Sarah? So the, the program you can sign up for at any time. Um, the, what I do is I offer free events. So it's a, it's you can sign up for that Courage to Be online program at any time. And you just work through your seven months, but you've always got that support via the Facebook group and by some of our, uh, our events. But what I do is I run, a, it's called Open Your Eyes. So I run a free event. It's a two hour event for women to come who's just maybe, you know, heard this or, or thinking of it and thinking I need something to change. I'm feeling this way. And I literally what I hope I do in those two hours is open women's eyes to exactly what we're talking about here. You know where that's coming from, why have they got that low self-esteem, understanding themselves that little bit more. And from the Open Your Eyes event, then I, I, I usually obviously invite people to join the programme. Um, but people can sign up at any time for that yeah. programme. What would you say to someone who's just thinking, you know, I can't, I, I can't invest in this right now, or maybe I'll do it next, next week or next month or whenever, or maybe I should spend my money on this instead, or, or maybe, um, maybe I should just work it through it by myself. What, what would you say? to these women yeah and I do get a lot of that so um I, so for instance the one about maybe I should work this by yourself okay go and try go and do that but what I can guarantee is it was going to take you a few years it yeah. will take you a few years to work through all that on your own because you will have to go and do all the work and attend all those retreats and spend all that money on different workshops and read all those books to to know yourself on that level um, so people can do that work. I did that work myself. <clears throat> but um, if you want to save time and money, because actually it's going to cost you more yeah. to do it that way, more on retreats and workshops and books and self-development courses to do it that way, then it would be to invest in yourself and say, no, I'm going to, this is a woman who's walked the path. So I'm going to, I'm going to learn from somebody who's, who's had to, to do that. 
I love your question on the someday mindset because so many people um, say, you know, well, I'm not ready yet. I'll do it when this happens. I'll do it when my kids are grown up or I'll do it when that happens. But my, I did a recent survey um, on my email list on how long issues have, have happened in their life. You know, so if they've got issues with um, with their work or with their money mindset or their, their children or their partner, 12 months on, 90% of those women still have those same issues. 90% of those women still have those same issues. So in my mind, if we're not prepared to say, okay, it's not perfect right now, but I have to jump in and do it. And that's what I've always done. I've had chaos. I've had a, you know, I've got, I'm on my own with two kids. I've had a little boy that's needed real, real attention um, for his own journey. He's a highly sensitive himself. My daughter's approaching teenage years. You know, I, there's, there's never been a right time. <laughs> there's never been a right time for me to do this work. But doing it, even when it's not the right time, has got me to this point. And I'm saying that with love in my heart and not from a big, an egotistical place at all. It's, I know that it's been, it's doing that when I've not wanted to or doing it when I thought it isn't the right time. I've done it anyway. And that, there's never going to be a right time. I guess that's my message. There's never a right time. What I have noticed is with, whether it's people that I know or people who maybe I have, I have followed their story, I can see there's a clear pattern that when you push things down and you try and deal with it or you think, oh, just wait till later, quite often what can happen when you don't have that awareness and you don't actually get to, to the root cause, things, life has a way of blowing things up to show you, you know, you've got, you might have inside you a small voice at this moment saying, right, this is not the job for you. This is not the relationship for you. You need to to maybe do something about your health and wellness, whatever. But if you don't do what you need to do at that point, if you don't listen to those quiet voices, they're just gonna get louder and louder and louder until it becomes absolutely unmanageable, chaotic. Because I believe that we all are here for a big purpose. I believe that we all have something incredible to actually fulfill in life. And so you can only get to that point, as you quite rightly said, when you've dealt with those issues, you know who you are, what you're here to achieve. So I would encourage anyone, I have no hesitation to invest in my personal development or professional development. I have no hesitation. And I um, I know many people who will say, why? Um, <laughs> you know, that's a waste of money. Or why do you buy so many books? Or why do you need that course? Because I believe that that is valuable to me where I don't spend money on certain things that if I am valuable and my life is valuable and I want to optimize it and make the most of it. So I have no reluctance in investing in personal development at all. And I can say that there hasn't been one professional or personal development opportunity that I've taken that I haven't learned from. I see it as an investment of a lifetime. You can go and buy that dress and a month later, you might not like that dress. You can go on that holiday and then you forget that memory. It's like, you know, it, it, this is something that changes everything and it's an investment that lasts forever. And I love what you're saying about that because that's, that's where I start with women. If you're not prepared to listen to the whispers, 
you will be forced to treat the screams. I read this morning, it's a Robert Louis Stevenson quote, and it says something like, sooner or later, all of us have to lie on a bed of consequences. And I thought, wow, that's true. Because if we're not prepared to look at something, the consequences are the disconnection with your children or the relationship that falls apart or the no money in the bank. And I've been there. I've been there with all of these things. So it's, it's you know, I, I've, I've not been prepared to look at things. This is another root of self-esteem. It's that deception, that distraction. And we've got to have the courage and it does take courage. And that's why I believe courage needs to become our superpower. We have to have the courage to go, okay, this isn't working. I'm going to look at this before this escalates into a huge problem. Um, and that's what I believe is, is kind of the, the starting point. That was my starting point. If I don't do this, this is going to be a big, who am I going to become? What kind of woman, what kind of mother, what kind of partner would I become if I didn't do the work? And you're right. Self-development is the gift that keeps giving to yourself, isn't it? Yeah, I remember being led by everyone, you know, where like, you know, we, through no fault of our own, we live in a world where, you know, marketing is very clever. You are made to feel inadequate. You're made to feel like you need everything. And um, that maybe, I don't know, maybe a Chanel handbag might make you feel good. Maybe um, to have a big house and then suddenly you've got to have every single room looking perfect and then you have to go for a bigger house. And But it never ends. It will never end. And when you stop and realize that actually I'm perfect the way I am. My life is perfect the way it is. I am exactly where I need to be. But if I'm unhappy, no material um, object is ever going to allow you to achieve that. And I believe that I learned that young enough and I've made some mistakes. And when you discover that for yourself, people say it and you hear it and it's so cliche. When it comes to material possessions, it's not always going to give you that quick fix that you think you need. So just be aware of that if you're listening and you're you're wondering i'm not saying that i don't like nice things because i do i really appreciate i love nice things too (laughs) i appreciate design quality i just i'm a very visual person so i do but there's a difference and you need to understand that and be self-aware enough to understand where you may be crossing the line there and but that's gone off on a real tangent hasn't it um really because it's the truth isn't it that um you know that if if we don't look at who we are then we then actually the doing and the having is empty it's shallow because you're just always chasing whereas when you look at who you are then whatever you get to be or have or do is so enriching you know having those things become an enrichment of who you are naturally it's 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 defining success for ourselves isn't it you know what is authentic success for ourselves um, rather than what it looks like to other people. Yeah, absolutely. And it's doing it for you and not for others. Exactly. Totally. Um, so I asked earlier on, on our Instagram at Empire of Assets, what did anyone have any questions for you? And there was one question that came back, which was quite, quite, it was a great question, really. And I think a lot of us will relate to this. And the question was, I struggle a lot with being true to myself in cases where I might almost be judged for not people pleasing. But in my own experience, I know that enabling myself to people 
to people please can sometimes harm my own progress do you have any advice for not people pleasing but doing so in a polite manner Sarah I love this question (laughs) and when you shared this question with me it's like yes like this is probably one of the things that comes up the most um comes up the most with women because we have been conditioned right from being little girls to give our power away right from being little girls we are conditioned to seek approval to do things for others to people please in fact even at school even at my daughter's school they are rewarded for their acts of self-sacrifice rewarded for those acts and I think we need to really look at this term of sacrificing and think really you know if we are always doing things for other people and people pleasing the only person that actually is really badly affected is ourselves that term that it's selfish to create a boundary or to say no it needs to be banned it is self-full it is self-full to say no and to create those boundaries and I think that the advice I would maybe give is to really there's a couple of things that came up when when that question came in for me was one to get clear on what you will and won't tolerate. Like really sit down with pen and paper um, and, and know yourself. Know what you will and won't tolerate in a relationship with your children at work, if you're in a business. You get clear because when you're clear, because clarity is queen. So if you have that clarity of, you know what? I'm not going to tolerate that anymore. Then you're going to be stronger. Whereas if you don't know what you will and won't tolerate, then you just go with the wind. Whereas if you know, so one of the first things when I do work around self-respect with with, uh, the women I work with is we get them clear on what will you tolerate, what won't you tolerate, so that then when you are asked to do things, you can really take a gut check. Um, And this is some advice, actually, if if anybody wants to um, start with a book that might help them this book is um, by Cheryl Richardson it's called The Art of Extreme Self-Care you know so if they wanted a little bit of help on setting boundaries and people pleasing it's a great place to start obviously I go a lot deeper with self-respect in my program around that but one of the things I love what she does is it's a three step process so the next time this lady that sent in the question gets asked to do something. The first thing she says or says is, I'll get back to you. You do not say yes straight away. Start training your mind to not say yes automatically because we do. <laughs> we do. We just go, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. And then you lose yourself completely in the process. So start training yourself to just, just take a second to pause and go, that sounds great. I'll get back to you. I'll let you know. And then step two is do a gut check. Now, this is why I work a lot with empaths and sensitives is really starting you to hone in on that intuitive part of you and really step into it and go, oof, do I want to do this? Really, do I want to do this? How do I feel about this? This could be a night out with your friends or something that somebody wants you to do, but you do that gut check and you go, do I want to do this? And then step three is you tell the truth with grace and love. You don't try and backpedal or make excuses or feel bad about saying no. You just say, 
I can't do this because that's it. And then you shut up. <laughs> it's like learning the art of disappointing people. And for anybody that's listening and the, and the lady that sent that in, I, I think try and challenge yourself to maybe for a week to learn the art of disappointing people. Say no to a few things, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's messy, just start saying no to a few things and see how empowered you start to feel. See the difference. Um, I hope that helps. I hope that helps us, Stephanie. I hope that helps anybody else that's that's listening. There is much more that I can share, but that just sort of in a, in a nutshell, I hope can can help people. Yeah, that's amazing. And it's, it's so funny because that's something that I actually, we, we're developing a program at the moment, which is it's going to help people to discover their true purpose in life. And that's one of the things that we talk about just really analyzing the way that you treat yourself, you respect yourself, and also looking at how do you react to these types of things and how many circumstances have you found yourself and where it really isn't through your own choice and you're not in alignment with yourself. So that really does help, Sarah. I wonder, in terms of um, being a mother, be, or even for any of the dads out there listening, what advice can you give for raising a child to be the, the best person they can be? I love this question, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the best piece of advice I would give is you to be the source of all that you desire. So Gandhi said, be the source. And um, it's the one thing that really helps me with my own children that I cannot determine the outcome in their life. I cannot control the outcome. I cannot control whether they decide to stay on a good path or a bad path. But what I can do is take responsibility for my own parenting choices and become the source of all I desire. So what my focus has been is I want to be a woman that radiates self-esteem and self-love so that when my daughter looks at me, she too can radiate that self-esteem and self-love. Because if I just focus on her and her self-esteem and self-love, but I look in the mirror and say in front of her, I feel a mess, I feel fat, I don't like myself, what message am I giving her? So my my um, investment in myself, my self-development has been around becoming, it's why I invested because my biggest thing is I want my daughter in a, in a world that tells her not to be who she is. I want her to be who she is, but she can't be who she is if she's got a mom that's not being true to herself, who's not got the courage to be who she is. So my, my advice would be start with you because from you, and I've seen the change in my own children, as my development and my self-esteem and my self-love has developed, theirs has too, because it radiates out. Sarah, you know, I'm actually, you know, genuinely had to stop myself from tearing up there because I'm literally, up. like, <laughs> where do you like to spend your time when you're not actually bu building your empire? <laughs> um, usually in nature. <laughs> I love being out in nature. I love reading. I, I read a lot of self-development books. So I love reading. I, I love being out in nature. I love discovering new places. Adventure is one of my biggest core values. Um, so adventure to everybody is different. I, when I say adventure, I'm not talking about jumping off 
you know, doing tandem skydives, adventure to me is um, discovering someone new and just going off on a little road trip, jumping in the car and going, right, okay, where are we going to go? What are we going to do? And so I do a lot of adventures, a lot of nature. Um, I love cooking and baking. So those that follow me on Instagram will see that I'm on a bit of my own health journey around ditching the sugar or refined sugar. And I'm on my own health journey with that. So I, I'm, I love baking. It's been part of my own kind of switch off self-care time. So just baking cakes and, and things. I love to dance, love dancing. And um, so that's another little hobby of mine. And I love to meditate. I love to journal. I love the beach. So I manifested living at the beach about three years ago. And the beach is my happy place. So you'll probably find me at the beach or in nature <laughs> or cooking or baking. Yeah, that's amazing. And yeah, I love nature as well. And actually, I was going to ask you about this really briefly because you mentioned on your Instagram recently that you're trying to go a bit more plant-based for energetic reasons. And I'm like so with you on that. Like, I, I just wondered what's your perspective because I think that's quite an out there idea, but I do fully believe that well, I'm not actually... Uh, vegan but I was for a long time and yeah I, I just think that the the foods that you consume in an energetic scale has a massive impact on you and your body and I wanted to say one thing to anyone who's out there obviously we're all different but vegan vegetarian pescatarian if you're somebody who really dramatic I mean I don't I barely have any animal products really in my life at all but I don't say I don't label myself in that way um that's just through my choices but I was concerned because you know everyone in the media it's like oh if, if you don't eat this you can't be healthy and you're gonna miss out on this this and this so I was like look I need to make sure that I'm healthy I've got a baseline on where am I um you know what 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 everything's looking like so I had like, really extensive tests done privately to make sure that I didn't miss anything and do you know I was so shocked because Sarah, if you see the results, like they came back like green, everything was green and then some stuff was exceptional. And yeah, I do supplement with a couple of bits and pieces, but very, very few. And honestly, I was, it blew my mind because you can live, and I knew I was healthy, but I had all these doubts because I was like, oh, they say you can't be healthy. And I do get, you do have to supplement with some things and, or it's harder to find certain things for the nutritional value, but wow yeah so don't um so just make sure if anyone's listening out there don't necessarily listen to others listen to your body and what your body and your intuition is telling you to do i'm just interested in what what your perspective is and you know why you're transitioning more to a kind of more plant-based way of living yeah, I'm, I'm very similar to you i would not class myself as a vegan or a vegetarian um you know i actually do do at times enjoy some really good quality organic meat you know i do love that but I have noticed that for me, it's around my energy levels. Um, it, so it's not necessarily around other people's choices. It's more that I know how I feel when I eat more plant-based. Um, I know, I mean, I'm hitting perimenopause, so I'm 45. I'm hitting that kind of where I'm, I'm feeling more fatigue. Um, also, I think as a highly sensitive when you're a highly sensitive you, one of the the things is that kind of overstimulation and being sensitive to certain things so you know when I was younger um I had uh, oh 
you, you know, when your tummy goes, I can't, I can't remember the name of it, but that when your tummy sometimes gets a reaction to certain things, but I've always, I've always dismissed it um, and thought, well, I, I can, I can cope. And, and I do love cooking and baking, but for me, it's very much an energy choice over anything I want my energy to be at the highest optimum level I'm 45 but I've got a 10 year old and a 12 year old who who are energetic I don't want to sit and slump on a set I want to be up there going yeah let's go down the park and kick the football around or whatever it is I want to have that level of energy for them for myself and for my work because if I'm here for a reason and I'm here for a purpose if I haven't, if I'm not eating right, then am I really honoring that purpose? Am I honoring that calling if I'm not choosing better foods? Now, this is a journey for me. So I'm not saying I'm making all the right choices all the right times. You know, I do love my chocolate and, <laughs> and I do have a sweet tooth. Um, so as I'm sharing on Instagram, this is a journey that I want to share and I want to document to help others too that are just interested or intrigued into that choosing healthier options. Um and it's not just the energy, it's promoting healthy aging. It's lowering your chances of life-threatening diseases. Um, you know, that they're the reasons I'm doing these things. I want to be around for my kids and I want to, I want to reach a hundred and still be partying and still, you know, living in the south of France, like just lapping it up. <laughs> Can't get there if you're eating crap. <laughs> yeah, totally. And it, do you know what as well? Like a lot of people who know me think that I've got quite extreme views on certain things and they're like can't understand my methodology behind this but my purpose and my reasoning behind everything I do is I want to live a long and happy life for as long as I can I don't care if I live to 100 if I'm not feeling good at that point if I need people to care for me at that point like you know that's not a quality of life so I do every micro action I take on a daily basis is just towards my general health and well-being because I know that if I'm energetic if I feel good the way I eat it makes me feel good <laughs> um I don't listen to people people say this is bad for you that's bad for you, you shouldn't do this you should eat breakfast you should do that okay but fine but you do what you like well, but should, I do <laughs> yeah just you know you yeah. should do it yourself and just leave people to it. leave people respect their judgments and tune into your own intuition that's my big thing you need to listen to yourself if it's right for you do it um but we need to stop bossing each other around <laughs> so much i think and having opinions on what other people do just focus on you <laughs> do your thing <laughs> maybe it's always coming as well from their best interests but you need to let people be themselves and they'll figure it out <laughs> so um Sarah we are finishing up now really I have had the most incredible chat with you it has been amazing to connect with you today I cannot stress that enough you know you've moved me at some points where I was like okay stay professional <laughs> um, but honestly your advice I think everything that you have spoken about today seriously just Oh, it's touched my heart so much. So thank you so much for your time today. Um, I can't wait to find out more about your program and everything else as well in future. But tell people if they're like me and they just can't get enough of you, where can they find you online? Oh, thank you so much for honestly, I've had a, a great time talking to you, Stephanie. So thank you for the opportunity. And yeah, if you want to find out a bit more about what I do, I think 
I am that person that you either love or hate. <laughs> so if you love me, <laughs> then you can follow me on Instagram. Um, so it's I am Sarah Seed on Instagram. And um, I regularly do lives and I'm on my Insta stories. I'm sharing bits of my life on there. But also, I hope, as you say, some great content on developing your self-esteem and self-love. Um, there are some free free things there on my Insta link bio. So if they click on my bio, they'll be able to get access to that checklist as to am I an empath? Am I a HSP? But also there's a link to what I call the sensitive soul solution. And that is around ditching that guilt and developing that self-esteem. So all of that is accessible to anybody who clicks on the link. And what I would say is I do run regular Open Your Eyes events, um, which the next one's in May, um, but the link's all there on my bio. So, you know, for anybody moving forward, you just click on that link and you'll always see the next free two-hour Open Your Eyes events, which literally will open your eyes and and hopefully give you some food for thought and, and really help you move forward in your own journey. Thank you so, so much, Sarah, for sharing. There's just so many things to pick up on there that you said, actually. But honestly, I've had the best chat ever with you. And I just hope that people can will go and check you out online because you're just an amazing lady. And we need more women like you to get out there. And I, I want to pick up on one thing you said before I go. You talked about people loving or hating you. My belief is that if we're being true to ourselves in life, then... People are going to love us and people are going to hate us. I don't think there's any middle ground. If you're yourself, trust me, when you find yourself, people might love your ideas or hate them. But as kids, we're all different. <laughs> yeah, my, my, mantra is, my mantra is people will love you or people will hate you. And none of it has anything to do with you. I love that. Okay, that's my new mantra then, Sarah. Because my friend used to say to me, um, what anybody thinks of me is none of my business. And I love that, but yours is actually even better than that. <laughs> I love it. So, um, Sarah, thank you once again for joining me today. And thank you to everyone who's listening and tuning in from all over the world, because I am astounded when I, I look through all the different countries that listen to this podcast. And I want to send love. I want to send prosperity and best wishes to everyone out there who's listening today. You have inner power. You have courage. So go ahead and be you and just live your life the way that you were meant to. So thank you again for listening, everyone. Thank you, Sarah, for joining, and I will speak to you all again very soon.